Here comes a one-two pitch. Red Sox win the World Series. Five to one the final tonight. And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. Gentlemen, welcome to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here's your host, Kyle Corwin. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 19. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, the Boston Red Sox are your 2018 World Series champions. The best team in baseball start to finish, 119 total wins, led by a first-year manager. They knocked the Yankees out of the ALDS on the road, knocked the Astros out of the ALCS on the road, and won the World Series on the road. This century, the Red Sox have won more championships than the Diamondbacks, Braves, Orioles, Cubs, White Sox, Reds, Indians, Rockies, Tigers, Astros, Royals, Angels, Dodgers, Marlins, Brewers, Twins, Mets, Yankees, Athletics, Phillies, Pirates, Padres, Giants, Mariners, Cardinals, Rays, Rangers, Blue Jays, and the Nationals. Nate, the Boston Red Sox have not lost a World Series in this millennium. How are you feeling right now? I've had I've had enough time. I'm over it. You sure I'm about done. that? You really yeah. want you, you want to dive into any feelings nope. you've uh, you've had the past couple couple weeks? Nope. Nope. I'm over it. I had my anger released. Um well, we got like 150 something days till spring training. That's what I'm looking forward to. I think I saw today it was 108 days until pitchers and catchers report. Yeah, I'm also, super also the same number of that. regular season wins the Red Sox had. Interesting. Interesting with your numbers today. I'm, I'm huh? just I'm just sharing facts. Yeah, that's what that's what we do here. I've made that. Yeah, I've made that clear. On point today with your notes. I see. Well, it's what you, I mean, it's the least you can do for the people because as they well know, you didn't, we, we didn't come up with any bet for the LDS. And so, yeah, the least, true. the least you can do is just sit here and take it. I know it, the truth is, is that like, I, I can't say anything. Like I can't, I can't, I'm of course upset, but I can't rationalize any anger. I can't. I can't say any hateful words to change anything. Truth is, like, it sucks to say it. It's miserable to say it. It kills me to say it. But the best team won. And you guys get to do whatever you want to do. Like, truthfully, for the next couple months, you get to do whatever you want to do. Well, like, I mean, like, if we're talking bragging rights, we have the whole year. Talking, the whole New York, New York thing. We're talking all the blah blah blah. That Steve Pierce is a great story. Whatever, greatest hitter on the planet. I might add. I I can't. You get to do whatever you want. You won. Like there's nothing for me to say to change that. I can't. You know, it's not one of those situations where you're like, wow, like that team really snuck it out and like really kind of surprised everybody. You know what I'm saying? It was just like the best team won. And it sucks. Start to finish. Wire to wire. It was a beautiful thing. But to 
to be fair, you are you are a legitimate Yankees fan in that you don't pull the twenty seven rings card. I did when I was younger, for sure. Um, just because that's what every Yankees fan has done at some point. What I will say, um, and what I'm probably happiest about of this whole situation is, I think the rivalry is officially alive again. It's it's uh, it's it's back to the way it was when we were kids, and that makes me happy. Um, obviously, the Red Sox are pretty good, and and the Yankees are kind of on this, you know, uphill climb so like i think it's only going to get better from here on out well it's funny you mentioned that because i actually just put i don't know if you saw it but i actually put up a blog piece today kind of just recapping the the season and how not just for red sox fans but really there's there's a lot of bright points for just about every team out there even the orioles um but in the in that piece that i put out today um I did. I did mention kind of how the the Red Sox Yankees rivalry is, like you said, definitely back. Um, and like we've mentioned on here before, it a lot of it can be credited to the fact that we've got a bunch of young guys that hopefully will be able to stick around on both sides for the long haul. So right, right, for sure. I mean, it's just it's a young core. Um, it's it's exciting. Um, you know, it's just. Uh, it sucks that you guys got it first, but uh, I hope, you know, the next decade is going to be just as exciting, you know? Looking forward to it. Um, before we get too too deep into the the off season, we just need to, need to wrap up the World Series. I know you've been looking forward to this for the last few days. Um, just talk about game three, four, and five real quick. Uh, game three, that was the nightmare of a game, not just because the Red Sox lost, but because it was seven hours and 20 minutes. Um, I'm guessing, I can't remember if you told me or not. I'm guessing you stayed up for the whole thing because you're 100%. Out, you're, out, you're out West and it was yep. like, it was like 9 PM there by the time the game finished. <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was like one thirty or two or something like that. But yeah, I watched the whole thing. I told you, brother. I once you got me with that quote, as soon as I said it, whether it's two hours, four hours, six hours, eight hours, that's, that's whatever. Baseball is baseball, and it's beautiful. I'm sticking to it, and I watched the whole damn thing, and I loved it. I mean, it was it was an exciting baseball game, and obviously, you know, it was a more exciting outcome. Um, I think. With, uh, you know, specifically, um, it was one of those situations where, like I said, the, I don't think that Dodgers earned that win. They snuck it out, um, you know, with some just crazy errors uh, and crazy defensive situations that aren't normal. Uh, that's not what the Red Sox really did all year. And so that was one of those sneak wins um, that gave – Everybody but Boston fans hope. Yeah, and on that note, I think it might have given the Dodgers a little too much hope. I won't say necessarily inside the clubhouse, but I'm sure you saw that the uh, Dodgers Twitter, whoever runs that, decided to not take the advice of what many people had been saying leading up to the series, and that's don't troll the Boston Red Sox. 
So what did the Dodgers go out and do after game three, after it took them 18 innings to beat the Red Sox by a run, they go out and tweet damage done with a video of the Max Muncy home run. Not the best decision in my opinion, but no, I mean, like, what are you doing? It's, it's crazy. I was thinking about this and like, cause I've obviously fell victim to it. Um, and like you said, in most other media avenues as well, but like the people gave the best team in baseball a, a chip on their shoulder. You know what I'm saying? And that's like not smart. <laughs> like, I, and I, like I said, I was a victim of it too. Like I, I did it too. I was, I said, David Price is no good in the playoffs and you know what I'm saying? Like I, I said, Steve Pierce is is super average. Like I said these things. I said your bullpen wasn't good enough, and it's like all of this like just fueled this outrageous monster of a team that it, it was a uh, a very unfortunate for me to witness, but not surprised. Uh, just throwing some additional numbers at you from that game. 561 pitches, and there was 46 players used. So that was uh, that was pretty detrimental to a degree in terms of uh, depth for the remaining series, but as we very quickly discovered, didn't seem to have much of a, much of an effect on the Red Sox. But there were, however, some pretty non-clutch moves made some mistakes made kinsler being probably the source of just about everything that went wrong for the red Sox mm-hmm. that game yep uh a less than a less than impressive throw by bellinger in the 10th inning that was probably what six eight feet up the line like yeah figure out I... a way to like get down or like hook slide or something yeah um, I don't disagree with the decision of the third base coach to send him. You have to, no, right? Absolutely. You have to. Um, but you're right. That throw, it didn't, it, it, we could have made that throw. Anybody could have made that throw. You know, it was just yeah, all in, all you needed was a super average throw and, and it got the job done. Uh, Ian Kinsler's not athletic. I'm sorry. He's not an athlete. Like he looks like he is all heels, you know, and he's got, bricks tied to him he's i'm not a fan and as nice as it was to watch him screw up i'm not a fan of a of uh as a athletic standard goes to be on a world series team well speaking of screwing up as i'm sure we all remember bottom of the 13th throws the ball away i'm curious to to hear your thoughts on this because i've i've seen both sides of the argument where people are saying, no, like he did what he had to do, just made a terrible throw. But then you've got other people saying, well, he had, he had like another split second to maybe even like half a second to kind of like gather himself. I didn't, I didn't look at enough angles to kind of see where uh, Puig was up the line. You might've seen it, but I think he made the right decision in terms of trying to get rid of it because it's Puig. I mean, not to say that Puig is like amazingly fast. I mean, he's obviously quick, but I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not like it's Manny Machado running up the first baseline. So yeah, obviously, obviously has to be a little quick. 
getting rid of it, but I didn't know like what your thoughts were on like maybe what he should have done hindsight. Hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, but uh, I put that in my pocket. Um, as soon as I lose, uh, it's just knowing the situation and not forcing something. When you have a guy on second and two outs, knowing that I don't have feet under me, knowing you know all of this split second decision making. Uh, if if no one's on base, chuck it. Whatever, who cares, right? But the fact that uh, you know you got a man on second, it's like you, you gotta just have that type of cautionary, you know, playmaking ability to where you know it's it's like a quarterback knowing: do I force an interception or do I throw it away? You know what I'm saying? And so it's very similar to that, to where yes, it's split, it's it's split second, and, it, and like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. But like you, we know that as infielders. You know what I mean? Like we, we do the math, and we have a clock in our head. And if that clock's ticking out, and I don't either have the arm strength or feet under me, I, I can't do it. I'm putting it in my pocket. And not to say that that awareness isn't important, but I feel like, I mean, I can't even say because I'm nowhere close to being a major league player. But sure, absolutely. Part of me, part of me thinks that kind of the the feeling that. I can put this game away with this with this throw right here. I think that yeah. out outweighed uh, kind of the awareness that would have been obviously better in that situation. Yeah, yeah. It uh, uh, to me, it comes down to athleticism, and he doesn't have it. So well, oh well, I can tell you somebody who did have it that night, and that's Nathan Ivaldi. Pretty much left his right arm on the mound that night. He, he, I mean, he just that was that was gutsy. And I'm sure even as a Yankees guy, you could acknowledge the effort that was made. Six innings pitched, gave up one run. Obviously the the dagger at the end, uh, but he only let up three hits, struck out five, and walked one. And I believe his outing was longer. It actually, I think it was. It was longer than Porcello's outing who was the scheduled starter for that game so like as an infielder um like for us we've we've gone through tryouts and we've gone through like the beginning of teams and where you get you get the radar gun and so you're at deep shortstop and you chuck it to first base as hard as you can right um like you kind of feel it after that right like you're, you're throwing it and you're you know probably 85 to 90 and you're like okay like I had it right. I have always had respect for pitchers for doing that over and over and over and over. It really was impressive to see him do that. Not only at the end of a long season, but so many times during the week. Like that, that was that was nuts. I've never heard or seen of anything like that. And it's so against the standard now of pitch count and of days with rest. It was so just other side of the script. It was really impressive. And like that dude just earned his contract. Like he's going to get paid because of what he did the last two weeks. Yeah. And I don't know at what, what point in the last two or so months it clicked, but something, some switch was flipped uh in his head where he just i mean we've talked about it on here before where he just 
like lasered in and that, was, yeah, was that's not, what I said last week. Yeah, was not going to be moved by anything. Like he he looked possessed and just committed, and it was extremely impressive to watch. And like I said, for the for the number of pitches thrown, like what people aren't understanding is that this guy's not a reliever, right? Like he he is a starter. He was a starter all year, and he did. I don't even know how many pitch. How many pitches did he throw in like a four day span? Yeah. Starters don't do that. Starters aren't used to that. If anyone, if anyone listening has either played for a long period of time or even tried to throw a baseball as hard as you can, to do that just a couple times and then try to do it again the next day, you're like, ouch, this kind of hurts. And I get that he's a professional athlete, whatever. That was impressive. It was crazy. Yeah, and this is obviously hindsight, but I'm convinced that the Red Sox either push the series to seven games or they somehow don't even win the series if they don't have Nathan Eovaldi because obviously going into the postseason, questions surrounding the bullpen, it forces you to to kind of shift your hand a little bit and say, all right, we're, we might need – uh, I mean, as we've seen in, in postseasons before, we might need to uh, use one of our back-end starters as kind of like a, a multi-inning kind of chew-up kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and so Alex Cora is probably sitting there thinking, well, might need to be Porcello or somebody like that. But when Ivaldi steps up and not only serves as like a shut-down back-end guy, but he's able to give you multiple innings to really let your your bullpen breathe in a in a stretch where there's just so many games being played. Yeah. Uh, that I mean that was huge. The whole um what I what I thought about the whole time was uh uh a couple years ago with Andrew Miller. Right? Right. right. And everyone was impressed because he's he's doing it in the 6th. He's doing it in the 6th and the 7th. He's doing it in the ninth. He's coming in, in the 4th. Like you're seeing him all over the place, right? This to me, Nathan Valdi blew it out of the water. Like he, in my mind, did way more than than what Andrew Miller did, and way more than what we saw Chapman do when he was a Cub. You know what I mean? So it's like he, this dude, deserves a check. I don't know where he's going. I don't know who's giving it to him, but he deserves to get paid. I will be legitimately disappointed. Maybe even depressed if we don't bring him back. He was he he became very fun to watch down the stretch. Yeah, that uh, different dude, different. Um, all right, what was the what we got for the next one? Game four. So yep. I had my notes kind of chronologically ordered here, and my final note for game three was the point that I made earlier on the recording about the Dodgers Twitter trolling the Red Sox for the whole damage done thing. I thought it was funny that the very next no, the same day because that game was like one, two, three o'clock in the morning. The <laughs> same day Boston comes out and puts up nine runs on the Dodgers pitching staff, nine of which were unanswered until the very until the bottom of the ninth. And the so- I mean, we all know Sox went down for nothing in the sixth, uh, highlighted by a Puig three run home run, which by the way Eduardo Rodriguez, what are you doing with your glove, man? Like, let's not. Thank you. I was, I was wondering if you were going to address that. 
Let's not do that. We're not. We're playing. We're playing Puig. Puig has done that. It's not a good look. Don't just don't stoop to that level. Like I understand that's a huge situation. That's like pretty detrimental blow. But you gotta have a little more composure than that. Scream into your glove. Take your hat off. Kick some dirt, but don't throw your glove. And the the worst thing too is he timed it perfectly. So now, like any highlight you see of that Puig home run, it the camera doesn't even have time to like shift to follow the ball because he's (laughs) he's already thrown his glove. So like he'll we'll we'll never be able to shake that, which is which is very unfortunate. Um, I mean, he's he's lucky that that he's gonna get a ring. Um, Yeah, definitely got definitely got bailed out. It's it's yeah, it's not as remembered. If you guys would have lost, that would have been the that would have been the picture. You know what I mean? That would have been the the embarrassing moment. Like Puig throwing his hands up. Yeah. Eduardo throwing Brutal. his glove down. Just not a good look. Brutal. But uh speaking of bailing out, I we I think we can credit that to Chris Sale and his little pep talk there in the middle of the game. Is like somewhere I think it was like sixth or seventh. Uh, Sox answer with a three run home run from Mitch Moreland in the seventh. Steve Pierce follows up with a solo shot off Kenley Jansen in the next inning to tie it up. Um, just, I don't know. The L.A. pitching, which we thought would have been relatively decent throughout the series, just Bad. Didn't, didn't show up when they needed to. Bad. And then we move ahead to the ninth inning. Pierce with a bases-clearing double, adding to his World Series MVP resume. Um Finish the game with four RBIs. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the Kike Hernandez two-run home run off Kimbrel. Too little, too late. Plus, you can't really act too surprised because Kimbrel just doesn't pitch well with multi-run leads like that. He just doesn't. And I think there was a number of Yankee games that I remember watching this year where he did the same thing. It just got to the point where it was like you almost expected it. I mean... It's a World Series. You hope the Dodgers do at least something before the game ends. Yeah, it. They're just it. Overall, like comp- competition-wise, it just wasn't exactly satisfying from the Dodgers at all. Like it, it, there was that one moment. It was the Puig moment, but like other than that, it was like there's just it felt like catch up the whole time just i'm trying to catch up i'm just trying to keep up just trying to keep up there was never like a big haymaker to the face of the red Sox. you know what i mean they just never felt that way to me anyway you know yeah and i mean even the game that they won took them 18 innings and i felt like to be honest with you i didn't even feel that all that worried because it felt like kind of like you said they were just hanging on and and to me that win for them Almost to like put it in an illustration, it was like they were getting their heads above water just for just enough long enough yeah. to breathe, and then they were just yeah. back down. Yeah, it um, was just it was just to delay it, it just to delay it. That's yeah, all. Yeah, delay the inevitable. Yeah. Um, speaking of inevitable, it's inevit- inevitable that there's going to be a Sea Geek ad, and now's the time <laughs> to do it before we get into the final World Series clinching win. Uh, SeatGeek, it's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? 
With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that cold, hard cash at our promo code DTD at checkout. All right. Last night, Game 5, wasn't even close. Kershaw was trash once again. Yep. Not good. Yep. Steve Pierce, good again. Two-run home run in the first, and it was all downhill for L.A. after that. David Freese, however, did answer with a solo shot in the bottom of the first, but that would be it. Mookie and J.D. finally woke up when it mattered most. Uh, both had solo shots and back-to-back innings. Uh, put the Sox up 4-1, to one, and that would be... Nope, Steve Pierce also had a solo shot just for kicks and giggles in the top of the eighth. <laughs> and that would be the final score of five to one. Sale came in and closed it out in the ninth. Which can we just talk about the last out of the game? Do you know how much joy that brought to my heart? Manny Machado. There's no other way. Man, like Thanks. there's no be- there is you cannot like script it better than that. There is no better way to finish the season than what happened. Like how in the way that it did. Baseball gods. Baseball gods always deliver. Always. And not to mention the night before or the day before Machado had been quoted as saying, if there's anybody that's like built to come back from three to one, it's us. And then, and then you put up one run and Machado goes with a hat trick. And then, yeah. And then my guy is like on his knees to end the game. I mean, that's just, that's poetry. And gods, man. And something cool to think about. It's nothing crazy, but I did see a tweet today and it, I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it was cool to be reminded of this, that Sale was the guy who had the first pitch of the season and the final pitch of the season, which I thought was pretty cool. Although it did it did seem a little strange having him out there close in the ninth. Like, obviously, that's the guy you want on the mound to close it out. But just in terms of, like, roles, it was weird. Not Like, personally, I would have rather had Kimbrell out there and risked him giving up runs. But, like, yeah. for, the, for, like, the, the picture of it, like the feeling of it, I would have rather had Kimbrough out there because um, like JD was obviously out and right for a majority of the series in LA. Um, but I thought it was cool that Cora put um, all three of the guy, the original guys, Ben Attendee, Mookie and JBJ out there for the final inning, um, put out his best defense out there. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, David Price, would be remiss if we didn't mention him. Just absolutely brilliant over his last three playoff starts, of which he went 3-0 with a 1-4-2 ERA and a whip of .74. Also tallied 19 Ks in those 19 innings. I think now you can admit David Price is the greatest pitcher in postseason history. Maybe, super, maybe super. the greatest pitcher we've ever seen. Ever. Super overreaction, but um, I I admit it. I was I was the angry, bitter Yankees fan who was taking hatred out on David Price. I mean, everyone knows he's a good pitcher. Like we, there's a reason he is who he is. You know, what I mean? like he is a Cy Young quality pitcher. He just was on this weird little snide of not doing well in the postseason. 
but like I said, man, it's like give a guy a freaking chip on his shoulder and just he just goes nuts. And that's what he did. Sucks. Yeah, and speaking of price and overreactions, I can't take these people seriously on social. Like when I'm posting these like quote cards and like videos of like the audio that we have on here, when I'm like just loving up on price saying he's like the greatest pitcher in postseason history. Like people are like, Oh yeah. Like sure. Like his record definitely shows that I'm like, do you, like, are you really taking me serious right now? Like, do you really think that I think that David price is the best pitcher in postseason history? <laughs> I don't yeah. think, I don't think people have caught on to my sarcasm yet. Like I've been pretty, I think you could agree. I've been pretty sarcastic on here, not just with like price, but with like multiple things. And it's you like, minor to me, it's sarcasm, a, didn't you? I did minor in sarcasm, and yeah. I feel like it's very clear when I'm being sarcastic, but I guess it's hard to convey that on social media or to people who don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah, just listen. I hate when people comment and they're like, they say something and it's like, well, if you were to just listen, it would make sense to you. But hey, haters are going to hate. Exactly. I, I still hate the Red Sox and I still hate David Price and Steve Pierce officially goes into my book as one of my least favorite Red Sox of all time. Steve Pierce, what a what a stand-up guy. Like if you just listen to him talk, he's super soft-spoken and he's just he's happy to be here. And unlike Greg happy to be here bird, he actually puts up numbers. And he actually performs well when his team needs him to. Like, he, he's even said it. Of all the teams he's played for, Boston was his team. Like, that was his favorite team growing up. And he said that this was a dream come true. Not only to, like, be a part of the team, but to be able to win a World Series and win the World Series MVP. Like, that's just that's just a beautiful story. And so is, so- Dave, and so is David Price closing out the postseason the way he did. Blah blah. He says, "No, you know what? This this quote is too good. I'm gonna pull this up because I don't want to misquote the king." <laughs> Man, who is your professor for sarcasm? That's funny, Doctor Seuss. He said, "I hold all the cards now, and that feels so good. I can't tell you how good it feels to hold that trump card." And you guys have had it for a long time. You've played that card extremely well, but you don't have it anymore. None of you do, and that feels really good. That's my guy right there. That is that is my pitcher. You were just as worried. You know it. That is that's my president right there. Price. You for were president. just as nervous. I wasn't you nervous. Were... Oh please. I after absolutely the, was not after nervous. After the Yankees won in Fenway, you were all about the gravy train on on no longer giving David Price a start. Okay, you're right. But after his, uh, what was that first game? What was that first win that he had? Was it against? It, oh, it was the um, Houston game. Yeah, game two. No, was it game two? Was it game was it game one? No, it was uh, it was the clinching game because he he was the winning pitcher on record for the the ALCS. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, victory. Um, no, but after that first win, I was I was fine because I knew that the minute he got that 
monkey off his back, he would be fine. And I had no problem with them giving him the ball because you could tell that he was just so much more relaxed. He was able to like enjoy himself on the field and even in the dugout, like they, they showed clips of him in the dugout. He just looked so much more relaxed and so much more like focused in on what he was doing. And so, yeah. no, I was not nervous. I was in the New York series, but after that, I was fine. Still sucks. Well, that, unfortunately for me, puts a bow on the Red Sox jabs against you, at least until we get bored in the off season, and I got to spice it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> but that will do it on my end. Again, Red Sox 2018 World Series champions. It's a great day to be a baseball fan. Do you have any other thoughts? Uh, final thoughts, because um, I want to be try to be the first one to say it. Because uh, why not, right? We like controversy. Um, Kimbrell does not get re-signed. He's no longer going to be a Red Sox. He's gone. Uh, Joe Kelly will move into that closer role. Oh, okay. I was actually going to ask you if that's what yeah. you thought would happen. Um, I think Pedroia retires. No. Um, no, we're going to shut that down right now before that gets too far out in uh, the atmosphere. Yeah, and I, and that's like, I know he's like, the, for this generation, for our generation, Pedroia uh, is your Derek Jeter, you know, arguably. And so... Like as a baseball fan, and as like a, his as his story goes of of being a guy that like you know overcame a lot uh, as far as you know being you know turned down for his size and everything. Like he he's a good story, and it's kind of rough that his his back end of his season is or his year or uh, career I should say has been so injury prone. But yeah, I think he's I think he's done. Um, Manny Machado just cut his off-season paycheck in half for all the stuff he's done over the last couple of weeks. Well, did you see? The, being... did, did you see how they estimated it like a hundred million less than what it was prior to the postseason starting? Hundred percent. Not only did you suck, you were the whole time. You hit catchers in your backswing. You argued with umpires. You kick people in the in the ankle. You step on their foot when there's the rest of the bag to stand on. You hit what do you hit like 188 in the World Series? You're miserable, you're filth, and you're lazy. And I swear to God, if Brian Cashman signs him to the Yankees, I'm going to be pissed. That will be the greatest day in the history of Red Sox Nation. Do you realize how enjoyable that's going to be to to have him as somebody to hate? Please go waste away in Philadelphia. Do not come to my city. I don't want you. We don't want you. You suck. That's it for me. Sayonara. I couldn't have closed it any better. All right. Well, that will do it. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week to take a break from the Red Sox-Yankee chatter, mostly Red Sox because the Yankees haven't played in like three months. So we're going to recap the entire season, kind of go through the good and the bad. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that review with how many stars, 
Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. We love you all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until then, stay filthy.